How do you reestablish a healthy rhythm after a crazy season? So how do you hit the reset button after the kind of year that we've had in 2020? As a leader, how do you do that? So that's what we're going to talk about today on the Pastor's Leadership Podcast. You're listening to the Pastors Leadership Podcast, where ministry leaders of all ages gather to listen to relevant conversations about leadership and effective ministry to God's people across the globe. Each episode is brought to you by Pastors Leadership Network and PLN Mastermind Groups, where leaders meet together to sharpen iron, encourage, inspire, and help each other grow closer to the Lord while growing their ministries. Now here's your host, PLN founder and pastor, Les Hughes. You know, in reality, there's really not a difference between December 31st and January 1st. I mean, as far as our daily habits or our to-do list is concerned, the things that we're responsible for. But mentally, there there is this sense that we're turning the page to something new. So we we kind of get a fresh start when the page of the calendar gets turned. And we've probably never been happier to see one year end and another begin. But here we are now at the time that I'm recording the episode of this podcast. Uh, we're about four weeks away from the end of the first quarter of 2021 already. And it doesn't actually feel like very much has changed. So one of the reasons is that 2020 was a year that we did a lot of reacting to. I mean, we did a lot of firefighting, especially if you're a leader. If you're a pastor of a church or leader of an organization, you did a lot of putting out fires because what you faced as a leader was probably very different than what you were prepared to do. If you um, are a pastor and you went to a seminary or you received some sort of education or preparation for pastoring a local church, there were a lot of things thrown at you in the last year, a little bit more than that now, than you were prepared for, like in a formal way prepared for. So some of these things, we're all learning together. And there really hasn't been time to stop and to hit pause and take a breath and at least make an effort to get back to some kind of healthy pace and a rhythm that's actually good for you and your your personal health, for your relationship with the Lord, and your relationship with other people who are important to you, especially your family member and members and those that you lead. So my question is, and what we're going to be looking at today is, um, how do you do that? How do you hit reset and establish some sort of healthy rhythm as a leader uh, during a time where you can't just stop. So I'm going to give you some thoughts today, maybe hopefully some fresh ideas for you. These are not original to me. I've just sort of harvested them over the years, but I do want to pass along some things that have helped me, and hopefully they'll help you too. There's certainly many more. This list is not exhaustive, but maybe it'll get you started thinking in a new way. The first thing, and there's no certain order, no certain um, 
uh, order as far as uh, how important these things are, how high they should be on your priority list. But I'm just going to list them, list them out. Okay. So the first is to establish healthy edges. That is healthy limits. I mean, if you're like most people, you get a ton of things done the day right before you go on vacation, right? One of the reasons is that you're you're coming up against a hard edge at whatever time you've set to stop and begin your vacation. So that might be Friday at noon or Friday at 5 p.m. or first thing Saturday morning. Whatever that is, you probably got a lot done right up leading to that edge because you knew that deadline was coming, right? So most of us don't set those hard limits from day to day because we don't have to. We can answer a few emails at home if we need to from our favorite chair or the kitchen table there at home while the family's doing something else. But when we, if we do that, and if that starts to get to be a routine, first of all, we're setting a terrible example from the people that are watching us, but we're also not giving them our best, right? Our, our allegiances are still being divided at that point. And if we're honest, most of the things that we're responding to, we're, we're doing it out of convenience, not because it's urgent. Most of those things really could wait until we get back you know, to work, whether we're working from home or from a physical office still or uh, a coffee shop somewhere, right? So if you're doing those things at home, you're just not you're just not giving your best to the people who want to be around you. They want to talk to you. They, they want to listen to you, and they want you to listen to them. So if you know that that hard edge is coming at the end of the day, like each day, not only when we're getting ready to go off on a vacation or a long weekend, but if you do it as a daily, a daily ritual or a daily discipline, you will get more done during the time that's actually designated for work and hopefully sometimes for the, even for that deep work. So establish healthy edges or limits. Another thing that might help is to uh, enlist some trusted colleagues to hold you accountable. Now, I mean, we need to be careful here, but I don't want you to hear me out. Some people that you have in your world would love for you to be accountable to them. All right, but they they are probably not the healthiest person people for you to be accountable to. This probably should not be a family member or a member of your church if you're a pastor, but somebody who knows you and who can be trusted. This might be a longtime friend, um, somebody that you've served near or somebody that you went through um, school with or education with, maybe or seminary with, maybe a former um, roommate, just somebody that gets you and, and somebody who's for you, who wants you to succeed and, and who truly does have your back. And it, it doesn't have to be somebody that you want to trust with everything. Okay. Uh, a few years ago, it was pretty popular for men to be in these accountability groups and you had a list of questions and you went through the questions. And if you really wanted to if, if somebody that was in the group wanted to lie bad enough about the questions, you could. So I think that those groups helped some individuals. They helped some men. Um, but the, this is not that kind of group necessarily. These just need to be, this, these be a person or a small group of guys who want you to succeed and who understand your world, who understand what you're going through. So 
maybe that person can just ask you if you're establishing those healthy limits, if you're getting enough rest, if you're exercising like you should be, or if you're if you're eating right. Um, we in in our community, in the Pastor Leadership Network community. I see these guys do this all the time. So we we get on calls. It's the it's the same uh, eight to ten guys. They're on a call a couple of times a month, and as they get more comfortable with one another and start to understand about one another's uh, family life and their uh, work environment, the churches where they serve, and and what the things are that they're going through. It's just a healthy thing to speak in in a very objective way, to speak into somebody else. You you understand where they're coming from and what their goals are. And you know, blind spots, we all have them. And they're called blind spots for a reason, right? And other people it's funny how we can see inside of some things, but we can't in, in other people, but it's hard for us to see those in the mirror. Uh, that's why they're called blind spots. So uh, a group, a group like that. If you have something like that, or if you desire something like that, it's like having your own personal board of advisors. You know, Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, "Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed." So, I know that uh, you know pastors' cohorts are uh, getting more and more popular, kind of getting some traction. I, I just suggest prayerfully considering how you can establish some of those boundaries and have that healthy kind of accountability. A third thing that you can do to kind of re- reset uh, for this time after a crazy year or crazy season is to establish some rituals in your day. Now, there there are morning rituals that you can establish, and there are some evening rituals, and they're very, very different. I hope that you will experiment with both. For example, if you're like many people and you just... Uh, if you if you set an alarm clock in the morning and it goes off and you you hit it or you hit snooze or whatever, finally you get out of the bed. You're you're already in a rush. You grab a quick shower, grab a cup of coffee as you bolt out the door, and you're headed to your first meeting at Cracker Barrel already. Well, that may not be the best way to ease into your day and to, and to intentionally address and do the things that you need to do throughout that day. Just remember this: what you do early usually gets done, whether it's uh, prayer and spending time with God, or if it's exercise, or just having some quiet time to think about your day and, and look over your calendar and meetings for the day and pray for any divine encounters that you might have. I mean, be intentional about that. Because the longer you put off in your day, the longer the, the more you push back things into your day that are important, the more you're giving a chance for something to come up and get in its way. Um, a, a, another fire that comes up or an emergency or somebody that's got to see you right away. And all of a sudden those things that you intend to do because we didn't do them early, they just get forced out and they get bumped from our to-do list for today to tomorrow because we they weren't a priority. Um, I've heard uh, daily, I think Michael Hyatt, I believe. In fact, some of these ideas came from Michael Hyatt on a, uh, it just has great systems of, of planning and goal setting. If you've ever read anything that Michael Hyatt's done, and uh, I think it was it was him or somebody in that uh, kind of in, in in that world that um, compared the daily rituals to a splint. 
Uh, you know, if you break your arm or uh, or your leg, then you set the limb. When the when the limb is reset, they'll use a splint to hold it in place while it heals. And those rituals throughout the day are they're sort of like a splint to help reset our day. I've also heard them um, described as as uh, scaffolding. You know, for a for a building or or a job that's being done, the scaffolding's in place, kind of to serve as a skeleton to keep the rest of it in place. So, uh, so that's the third one: establish morning rituals. And then uh, the last thing is to clean out the calendar closet. So you know how over time your your closet, as you just gradually add articles of clothing one by one, it just starts to get cluttered, and then the clothes get tighter and tighter and a little bit harder to get out. And you don't get rid of something for everything that you bring in. So you just add to it. And then one day the clothes are so heavy that the rod finally breaks or comes out of its holder. And you decide, you know what, it's it's time to do a, a closet triage here. And this is a term that I heard Michael Hyatt use, actually a calendar triage, where he suggests going in and really taking drastic measures when you need to, that'll free up some time. And it's really a good exercise if you get to this point where it's just like, you know, this is almost an emergency and and something really needs to be done here. So here's where, here's what this looks like. Um, you'll, you'll go in and, and the, the term, you, you look at it from a bird's eye view, first of all. Okay. So you look at your calendar for the next 30 days. And then you just ask yourself, look, what can be postponed? What can be canceled altogether? And then what can I delegate to somebody else for them to lead? And they, they might, depending upon their gifts and their skills, they might even do a better job than, than we do. All right. So if you do this exercise right, it kind of, it kind of feels like you're, you're exhaling because you're taking all that that's inside and you're getting it out where you can see it. So this idea of of triage really comes from what medics do on a battlefield during wartime, right? So it's this emergency situation and they have to determine who gets treatment based on what category they fit into. So in category number one, there are those people who are going to survive without medical care, okay? Category number two are the people that are going to die even with medical care, no matter what you do. The third category are the people that where we can make a difference in or the medic can make a difference in in this scenario. So they have a good chance of surviving with medical care. And that's where that medic needs to pay. They can make the most difference. So that need that person gets their attention in this triage situation. So in that kind of situation, then the medic actually will ignore those first two groups and focus on saving the third because that's where he or she will have the most impact. So as leaders, here's the lesson with that. If we're honest, there are probably some things where we could be very involved in them, but our involvement may not make a huge difference. I mean, there are some things that are probably going to die or stay the same no matter what we do. And there are other things that are going to thrive, but they really don't need our hands-on involvement all the time. And then there are some areas we can still make the biggest impact. And if you're at a point where you have to make some calendar decisions, you're only one person. You can only be one place at one time. If you're there, 
you got to make some decisions for your your health and your well-being and the same for those that you lead, then you may want to focus on those areas where you can make the most difference. Some things may just need to fade away. And there are other things that we can delegate to somebody else who hopefully would do a better job than, than we could. And then some things need our attention. So here's a, a review just to wrap up some of the things that we can do to, to reestablish that healthy rhythm for our days and for our weeks after a really crazy time, in, in this case, a crazy year, 2020. And, and also remember this, you, if, you ha, if you can afford to do this, I mean, if you, if, you can, if you can make this happen, it could be that you just take a day or even a couple of hours and unplug and put the distractions away and, and set your phone aside for a few moments and just do some deep work in this area. And if you take a couple of hours or even better, a half day or a full day to do this, it will save you a lot of time in the long run. And it'll make the time that you do spend on the things that are the most important that much better, the quality time. So just to review now, when you've been through a, a crazy season, it doesn't have to be a year, could be a month, could be a week, could be a, a quarter. But when you've been through a crazy, it could be a building campaign. But you, when you've been through a crazy time, rather than just fall into a pattern where that keeps happening over and over again, or we're just passive and let other people dictate what gets our time and attention, try these habits one more time. Number one, establish those healthy edges, those healthy limits, Turn things off, turn the lights out, shut the door, and then give people at home the, the attention that they really deserve. Establish those healthy edges and limits. Number two, you know, enroll some accountability. High level of trust. Be very careful here, but this is something that can really help you and be and establish some long-term friendships and relationships in the process. Number three, establish daily rituals as a framework for your life. You don't have to schedule every 15-minute slot during your day, but something in this direction is progress. And then number four, clean up the calendar. And if needed, uh, to use Michael Hyatt's term, perform calendar triage, if that would be helpful. A couple final thoughts, just hopefully to give you some freedom in this area. Remember that we're aiming at progress, not perfection. I, uh, I admit uh, that I am a recovering perfectionist, but in this area of progress and not perfection is um, the goal. All right. And also remember, guys, that this is a long game. Okay. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So just start with maybe one thing this month and then, uh, and then work your way up. Now, depending on when you're listening to this uh, podcast, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drop early March. And uh, for if you're listening to it in time to catch these, I want to invite you to something. So we're doing some uh, pastors leadership lunches all through the month of March at uh, 1230 Eastern time, 1130 Central time, each of the Wednesdays in March 2021. So it'll be uh, the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th, the 24th, and the 31st, five Wednesdays in the month. We're going to have some phenomenal leaders and, and guests on those lunches. So what we're doing is we're just, for everybody that wants to attend, we're brown bagging it. So run through your favorite drive through or uh, brown bag something from home if you want and just you know lock the door, 
turn on the uh, you, you flip flip open your computer or your phone, and we're going to get on a Zoom call together, and I'll be asking uh, kind of an interview format some amazing leaders, pastors, and others that will be on these calls for a little while, and then we'll open up for a Q&A for anybody that wants to ask questions about them. So if you'd like to um, learn more about that, then you feel free to email me at less at lesshughes.com, or you can go to our uh, sign-up sheet for that and just uh, give us your email address. We'll send you the details and the um the link when time comes for those. And the uh, the page for that, the sign-up is at leshughes.com forward slash leadership dash lunches. leshughes.com forward slash leadership uh, dash lunches. And um, that'll do it. All right. So, uh, guys, that's it for the day. I hope there's been something in here that you can use, something that's helpful. I know you you have a lot of things that you can do with your time. I really appreciate you spending a few times with us. All right. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Until then, y'all take care. Thanks for listening to the Pastors Leadership Podcast. If you appreciate what you've just heard, you can say thanks by leaving us a review on iTunes or share it with other ministry leaders. Be sure to visit the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in this episode. And to learn more about PLN Mastermind Groups, check us out at pastorsleadershipnetwork.com.